Welcome to That Hockey Show, part of the Go Hockey Media Radio Network. It's time to hit the ice for some puck talk, no matter how many teeth you have left, with some of the sharpest line mates covering the game. We're going coast to coast and through the neutral zone to light the lamp with all the latest hockey chirping you can handle. So, you better keep your head up, because the team at THS always finishes their checks. It's showtime. Let's drop the puck, and if we have to, drop the gloves on That Hockey Show, where the game is always on. Yes, that's right. The game is always on right here at THS. Welcome back to That Hockey Show, Thursday, October 14, 2021, with an 82-game full season on tap. All the teams are back, back into interdivision play, interconference play, full buildings, People, coaches, vaccinations, games, expansion teams, everything. It's all back. The NHL, new TV deals, ESPN, TNT, tons of new signings, lots of outlooks, pressures, favorites, diehards, all that stuff right here on that hockey show. Yours truly, Mr. Paul Cuthbert, as always, kicking things off here, holding down THS Studios in New York, and as always, I will be joined by my THS teammates, Mr. Joe Yarden, up in the great city of Buffalo, Mr. Tab Bamford out in Chicago, in Illinois, and Steve-O all the way out in the West Coast in California, and our buddy Costa is going to be doing something a little different with us at THS this uh, this year, just because of scheduling conflicts and everything else. We're going to do something called, uh, maybe probably called Costa Clips. We'll get Costa's take uh, on the weekend on a separate, maybe, uh, uh, cut of the show here, and we'll, we'll drop that in. And as the season goes on, and when, when Costa can be available for our tapings, which we primarily do on Thursdays, we'll have him in here, okay? So look, I'm going to have a, uh, this is just our opening show, our uh, brand new show coming back here, our season two. I want to thank everybody who hung with us with here, and, and subscribed and listened to us last year, the 56 game season. We took you right through to the uh, the Stanley Cup Finals. Uh, took the summer off, and uh, all the off-season stuff, but we're going to be talking about all that stuff, a little bit about it today, and then and obviously, as we go through this every week here on THS, um, I will obviously give my uh, updates on the scores and the, and the teams and the games, anything uh, that, that's going on immediately. Like, you know, they opened up two two games the other night. We don't want to get too excited. We're only game one, game two in for these teams. So we don't want to get over crazy here and overanalyze everything. We're just really excited about being back and that hockey's back. So two games Wednesday night. Seattle cracking. They start officially in making history their first game. Five games last night. ESPN and TNT rolled out their brand new production. Uh, a lot of great feedback on that. It was great to see. All great for the NHL. Uh, there's nine games on tonight. A couple of teams, including the Kraken, are starting on the road waiting for their new arena in Seattle. And the Islanders are waiting for their new arena here on Long Island. They'll be on the road until November, November 20th. So there's all kinds of great stuff to get into today. Uh, we're going to do this every week here at THS. We're very excited to be back. I'm very honored, as always, to have Joe Tab and, and Steven Costa with me here. And, um, you know, it's just great to talk hockey. We love doing this. So uh, spread the word. If you're listening for the first time, thank you. If you are a current subscriber, please keep sharing. Tell everybody else. We want to keep growing the audience here. And always hit us up on uh, Twitter. And we're on Facebook. Everything's at TH uh, at that hockey show. I'm sorry. Uh, the website obviously is THS Radio uh, for listening and everything else and for the archives, but follow us everywhere uh, at that 
Hockey Show, and then you'll find out. My, we're, we're on Twitter a lot, so we do that, and obviously on Facebook. But if you want to hang out with us on Twitter, all our uh, Twitter accounts are up there, and we're all kind of busy on there and having a lot of fun and stuff like that. So that's the deal. We're back. I'm going to keep it short today. I'm going to bring the guys on here, and, and we'll get into some fun, uh, get some vibes, just, just saying hi to everybody and getting back here on the squad and getting excited about this uh, this season coming up. There's so many great uh, headlines and storylines to kind of look into, uh, but I'm going to wrap with that with the guys and stuff like that instead of me rambling on here in the beginning. All right, and then uh, we'll get back into our regular format next week and keep things going, and we're going to have a lot of fun. So once again, thanks so much for hanging out with us here on THS. Well, all right, that's enough of me. It's time to head on back up to the great city of Buffalo and bring on our good buddy, Mr. Joe Yard and Joey, what's going on? Paulie, it's been a long time. My cool. friend, it's nice to be back. Last time we spoke, it was the leaves were growing. Now they're dropping, buddy. Yeah, I know. See, man, it's time flies when you're having fun, right? I, I think <laughs> we were having fun. I don't know. I'm not, not sure about the summer. Is Tampa and Montreal still playing the final? Is it over yet? <laughs> I, think it, I think it finally got over last week. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, buddy. Fresh new season here at THS. So glad to have you back. And uh, I guess first things first, how, how's your summer? You, did you go surfing? And I mean, what do you do up in Buffalo in the summer, buddy? Well, you know, we we, uh, we start gathering, uh, you know, nuts and berries for, for winter, <laughs> uh, which you have to start doing in, in, in June. So that's, uh, you know, you spend all summer doing that and put it away because winter starts uh, probably in two weeks. Um, you know, but at least we at least we've had a taste of summer here for a few more weeks in October, which is a little alarming. For a lot of reasons, but like, hey, you know, we know we know the snow's coming. It's it's, it's Buffalo. It's got to be coming. But hey, the football's good here. People are happy. Yeah. Uh, which you know, hey, I mean, they're not my team, but you know, I'm happy for everybody else. Right. So you know, good good for them. Happy happy for everybody else around here because uh, at least they get some joy out of their their. Everybody saying, excuse me and pardon me. No, you go first. No, please, I insist. <laughs> Only on Sunday. Well, on oh, Sundays yeah. you might get thrown through a table too. But, <laughs> oh man, that's all. That's all out of love. That's 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 not out of hate. You think we're gonna see that uh, Sabres tailgates? They might be burning more than tables, buddy. Uh, they might burn the building down. I don't know about I don't know about getting th- getting thrown through a table, but yeah, it's uh, yeah. All right. Well, before we get into <laughs> Sabres talk and the NHL, which came back uh, Wednesday night strong, thirty-two teams now and all that other stuff. Joe, I I, I this, this I see that you got something new that you got to tell everybody about. So I, I, we got to get this right out of the gate. Tell everybody what you're doing and take it away. Well, hey, uh, started a substack just like every just like every other writer seems to be doing these days. Started a substack because, listen, it's been it's been like, what, a year and a half since I've done any like straight up consistent writing on hockey and whatnot. So I figured it's about time. Let's dust off the uh, dust off the keyboard get back at it and start writing and it's going to be we're it's called noted hockey notedhockey.substack.com and it's going to be uh we're going to dig into some staber stuff it's impossible not to i'm you know i live down the street from the arena i got i got to talk about the local team even though they're going to be miserable this year but uh, i got to talk about them i've got some other stories that i've that i've put away on the shelf for a while uh, that I want to tell, and then there's uh, there's going to be a podcast part of this. There's going to be going to be put put together some some other things to to make this a lot of fun for, for people to sign up. And when it comes time to to get the subscriptions, 
where you gotta, you know, maybe pay a little bit of money to your to your favorite pal Joe, if you don't mind, oh, please. You tell me how much Joe uh, I'm paying. Well, we'll get we'll get like uh, we'll get some kind of like a uh, happy hour or like a uh, hockey night together or something like that online with everybody and try to make it a lot of fun and and, and have a good time with people. So it's uh, it, it's something I'm excited about doing. I've been thinking about this for a long time. And it was time to it was time to to pull the trigger because say listen Sabers get started at the day we're recording this the Sabers get their season started tonight I figure why not grab everybody's attention while while we're at it the season's hot the season's new and everybody's excited so let's get at it awesome and we got a great new Joe Yurden blog to look forward to you one of the best writers out there buddy like I said, I I mean I. I tell you how much I appreciate getting a chance to talk to you here on THS and, um, you know, and that's how I got to know you through your writing in the past and everything else. So this is great for you and I wish you all the best of luck and, you know, we'll be supporting you here at THS and, and you've got a huge fan base and all your friends and fans are going to be out there too. So best of luck with that, buddy. Again, what, what's the, the, what's the web address again? It's uh, notedhockey.substack.com. Hopefully, we can get that uh, we get that uh, URL sh- shortened down a little bit in the future. But, yeah, uh, we'll but for right forward. now, that'll do. We'll get you forward. <laughs> I'll show you how to do that, John. Okay, <laughs> coolhockeyguy.com, and we'll point that sucker over there. All right, <laughs> all right buddy. Um, hockey's back. That's what we're here for. Um, really excited to fire up THS again for a brand new. I guess, quote-unquote, normal season, you might say, Joe. We got, a, um, you know, an 82-game season here coming up and 32 teams. Everybody getting to play each other again. Uh, it all started on Wednesday night. We have a, a new ESPN TV deal and TNT. They both had their opening nights there on Wednesday and Thursday, too. We got all kinds of signings going on. Um, everybody's vaccinated, at least almost everybody. Very high percentage here in the league, and it just seems to be that's the way sports and entertainment industry is going. Um, so if you want to get into the games, you know, you got to take care of yourself. So, Joe, take it away from there. Just uh, your, your thoughts, obviously, number one, on, on, on the changes the NHL made here in the offseason and obviously uh, getting 32 teams now, eight teams in every division, even keel across the league first time in a long time. Yeah, I, I, I love my, the, uh, the, o, the, the OCD part of my brain loves having eight teams in every division because having one team with only seven was, was kind of making me twitch a little bit. So I'm, I'm happy. I'm, I'm excited to see Seattle got to watch them in their, their first game against Vegas. Uh, not surprised. Vegas slapped them around a little bit there uh, in the, in their opener. It's, it's a tough assignment to have to, it's your first game as a team to go on the road in Vegas and, and have to, and watch a, a pregame show where you see a, a, you know, a video Kraken get, knocked out by a yeah by a cool. night on the ice man holy jesus man i gotta i gotta go to vegas for a game at some point i need to like i i gotta <laughs> see what that's about but uh but no it's it's great it's great to see seattle that's a market i've been i've been saying for geez how long now like almost 15 years i've been saying they got to get a team you know basically ever since the sonics left town i said get the nhl up there asap because they'll because they'll love it and I can't wait for them to play in Climate Pledge Arena. I can't wait to see what the crowd's going to be like there. I think that's coming in a week and a half or so. October like 23rd, 20, baby. 23rd, yeah. Yep. So uh, they got to get the, fi- the finishing touches on that place done and taken care of. So I, I get it. But l- love seeing that. Uh, love seeing the way the, the NHL's really taken a, a, a very definitive stand on making sure guys are – are vaccinated to, to so they can limit any sort of COVID problems this year. Now, granted, there's still you know still some guys that have tested positive and. Buddy, you know, it was great see, to see the the guys behind the bench with no masks on and stuff. Oh great. yeah, now, geez, I mean that that's that's what everybody wants. You know, you try to shout directions. Imagine being a coach trying to shout directions and you're through a mask like get lost. That's not going to work. 
Um, so, and, you know, especially with fans on the stands, you're not going to hear it. You're not going to hear anything. It's like, get, it's going to sound like Kenny from South Park's yelling at you. You know, it's, you don't need that, but it's, uh, it's good to see. I mean, yeah, there's a few holdout guys. I mean, whatever you knew there was going to be, but, uh, but Hey, if they get COVID <laughs> it's, it's out of their paycheck. So mm-hmm. good luck, fellas. Good luck. Have fun with that. But, uh, but no, it's great. It's, it's great to see this. It's, it's, it's exciting to get back to some semblance of normal. That's, that's all we wanted this whole time, Paul, is get, try to get this pandemic over with. And even though it's still going on, we're getting some kind of normalcy here, which is yeah. which in our sports. That's what we need for our distractions. Please be normal a little bit. <laughs> yeah. It's a big part of it. Uh, you know, just, um, you know, all, all the sports here getting back together, you know, obviously baseball doing a, a, a huge run this past season here with everybody back in the stands and, you know, concerts returning, festivals, everything else. And, you know, especially here in the Northeast where we are, you know, it's 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 been great. You know, me being in the music business, I've toured all the way from New Hampshire down to Annapolis. Everybody in my, uh, all my artists are uh, vaccinated and we've, knock on wood, we've, we've had a great run, a great season. So, I think it works, and I like I said, I think everybody in the you know financial. I mean, it's this is this is where it's going. So vaccinations and everything else, uh, and for sports, um, you know, it's it's turning things around for us. Um, any any particular signings? Uh, I mean, Pulak got signed there yesterday. Uh, Zabanajad there in New York. Um, anything else that you want to talk about, real quick? Uh, I mean, your guy up in Jack is uh, up in Buffalo. Jack is still hanging around. Uh, if you want to touch on the Sabres here a little bit, but um, you know, a- any signings that stand out for you uh, during the off season? Well, I, I it was very interesting to see a lot of these guys getting eight year deals, like uh, as extensions. That that to me is pre- is pretty wild. Seeing a lot of defensemen, uh, young defensemen, getting locked up for that. I mean, you know, you know Pollock getting that deal with with the Islanders. That's a steal for the Islanders, man. Like if Pollock's the real deal, and I mean, they're, they're he's a guy they've been high on for for years now. I mean, ever since they drafted him, they're they're like this guy's going to be good. And then him and Pellich have been dynamite. I mean, yeah. it's the it's the, one of the best pairings in the league right there. And uh, Pollock getting in for what about six, just under seven million dollars a year. That's pretty good. That's a pretty good deal. That's that's Lou. That's Lou turning the screws right there. It's uh, Lou Lou getting his business done because. Um, cause that deals, that deals really good. And the, the thing that's interesting about that to me though, is that it, it, it's almost the same, uh, salary as what Rasmus Dahlin got from the Sabres, but Dahlin only got three years. Hmm. He got a bridge deal from, from Buffalo. So, um, I mean, obviously if Buffalo has got to pay more after three years, they'll be happy with that because that means he's, he's taken that step. Uh, but like, you know, with Pollock, they feel very confident in him. I mean, why not? I mean, they, they've seen enough of him over the years to know what he's about and he's at his peak right now. He's, he's at his absolute peak and he's playing great. So good for him and getting, getting cashed in and, you know, guys like Zach Wierenski, Seth Jones, I mean, Seth Jones, boy, Seth Jones had a bad night last night. Holy smokes. Oh boy, man. Like I watched Chicago get their doors blown off in that game against, uh, against Colorado and Jones was, was turnstile. The whole yeah. night, like I mean, it was turnstile and just letting guys fire away and everything. I mean, my goodness, Chicago, Chicago might be. In, I, I feel bad for Tab. I, like Tab's got to, Tab's got to deal with that, you know, <laughs> head on. But. You know, and Tab would turn around and say, "I feel bad for Joe. You got to get the Sabers." <laughs> <laughs> well, see, well, here's the thing. Like Chicago, people bought into like the the hype Chicago brought this offseason. You know, they bring in yeah. Flurry, they bring in Tyler Johnson, they sign McCabe. They, you know, you get all these guys, and you're like, "All right, one more kick of the can." Taves is back, and then. You know, Chicago comes out and slaps him right in the mouth, and it's like, oh, right, they're the best team in the West. Okay, well, fair, <laughs> fair, but like, you know, I, I, I don't know, man. Like, Rado had this feel on him last night, like they are not losing one game. Uh, 
They don't yeah, lose any games. <laughs> and they didn't have McKinnon. I know. McKinnon didn't even play last night. Like, that's nuts. Like, that's that's not. Like, I, I I love the way Colorado's built. Their speed, they attack, they they crush you. You just worry about their goaltending. Their goaltending scares the crap out of me. But um, but I, I love the way they go. I don't know, man. So many of these contracts, we'll see what it's like in a, in a few more years. Yeah. Because, yeah. I, you know, we think about like that 20, what was it, 2016 free agent class, 15, 16, the, the, the Opozo Louis Erickson year, mm-hmm. where everybody, every contract that signed that year was cursed, basically. Milan Lucic, like every contract that year became like a disaster two years in. Yeah. And crazy. everybody still pay it. Like Louis Erickson's in friggin' Arizona now. You know, Opozo's got what, two more years left in Buffalo. Um, uh, Lucic is like, I don't, I, he's in Calgary, but it's like, you know, what's, what the heck's he doing out there? Or, you know, he's not doing anything there, but, uh, but yeah, it's, we'll, we'll see, we'll see where these, these deals go, uh, in the next few years. I'm going to be really curious to see how it plays out. Yeah, no doubt about it. And then just real quick on the aisles too. I mean, with Lamarillo there, but, uh, you know, Chower moving in there and Parisi coming in, you know, you talk about Colorado last night, look, it's, it's game one for all these teams. And obviously there's nine games. Uh, the rest of the league starts here tonight. Uh, on Thursday here, that's uh, October fourteenth, uh, as we are speaking. Um, you know, I, I think the Owls are going to have be one of those teams that are going to be looking to kind of steamroll through everybody. They got a lot of proof. They got close the last two years. You know, you look at the champs here. Tampa can kind of, hey, we did it. They're going to be there just because of the talent and the coach, uh, and the, from the goaltending out there as far as Tampa's concerned. But you look at maybe the Islanders as being one of those teams. Watch how they play this year. Watch how mm-hmm. they get through. You know, this team, as good as it is, basically played limited-type hockey as far as seeing other systems. They saw mm-hmm. the same systems, which I guess, as far as the playoffs concerned and getting to the Stanley Cup Finals, those are the teams you want to have most experience about with. They got that last year, obviously, in the divisional play. The year before that, it was the summer tournament. Um, but now here these here these young guys, here goes Trotz's guys on this 82-game journey here right now. Back and forth across the country, new building. They've got a fantastic fan base. It's a young mm-hmm. fan base here on Long Island now. It's rejuvenated. Yeah. Uh, the right guys are in place. You got your captain back. So I just want to stick on the islands here for a second, Joe, and, and and get your take on them and as far as what their outlook is here for the for the full for the full season. Well, I tell you what, if they can get through this what first with twelve fourteen game road trip to start the season. I think they got before UBS opens up uh, down at Belmont. November, if they can yeah, get 20th. through, yeah. Oh my God, it's the first month and a half on the road. Yeah. Yep. Oh my goodness. Um, if they can get through that without having too many problems, I mean, I, I, I didn't think they were going to have. They're going to be a play. They're a playoff team. Absolutely. They're they're a top team in the East. They should challenge. They should. They can be the team out of the East for the Stanley cup final. They, they can win the Stanley cup. As far as I'm concerned, they've got, they've got the people, the, the, the pieces in place. They got the players and they've got, they've got the depth now too. Like, you know, they, they've got a lot of things. I mean, the fact that they're, you know, I mean, granted the, these guys are coming in off, you know, Chara's, you know, nearly at the end of his career. Parisi's coming in off after, after getting bought out by Minnesota, you know, they're signing for, for a league minimum that, which is good. It helps out the aisles because they're going to have cap issues, you know, once, once everybody's healthy, but, um, but if they can sort through this, this this road trip of of eternity to start the year, if they can get through that and be sitting pretty. That's a lot of home games you got coming. Like, you got a lot of home games to finish up the rest of the season, <laughs> and you're setting up to be a team that's going to be having home ice probably. You know, at least in the first round, if not the second, if not the whole way. Um, 
they're going to, I mean, they're going to be good. I mean, and you brought up a good point about, you know, facing other team systems. The thing about Barry Trotz's teams, they don't care what other teams run. They're going to run what they run and they're going to force if other teams have a problem with that, it's on them. But the, but Barry's teams are going to run whatever they, you know, what, what they're supposed to do. That's, that's why they're so good. They're so disciplined. And that's why his teams are always so, so good. I mean, you, his teams in Nashville, like when they didn't win, they were still hard to play against, and it was impossible to get two points out of them because they played so disciplined. That's what the Isles do. And man, I mean, you add guys like Parisi and Chara to that group, and Andrews Lee's back now. Holy smokes, man! Like they, you know, I know Varlamov's out for the little bit now, but like, okay, Sorokin's there. Me, yeah. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you're not really losing out too much there. So it, I, I don't know, man. It's a lot of, it's a lot of good feel. If I'm if I'm an Islanders fan, oh my god, I'm feeling good about things because I mean Washington looked a little scary last night, but you know that, that's fine. You know Pittsburgh, I'm not sweating too much. Rangers, I'm probably not sweating too much. You know, I mean Rangers are gonna be Rangers Isles games are throw at the book, but like whatever. But um, but Carolina, you know, like some of these other teams in the East, I don't think Toronto's gonna be as good as people think. I mean they got the top end talent, but I don't know, man. Something about Something about those Leafs I don't mm-hmm. like. Florida's going to be really good. Tampa's going to be great. Like, I don't know. I think the road's there for the Isles to, to make a really deep, long run in this. Yeah, no, I agree with you. No doubt about it. And we're going to get more into that uh, starting next week with the rest of the division, the rest of the teams here, uh, and looking at that. And one more thing for the Islanders, too. They've really, their fan base has just grown. Uh, this new building is gorgeous. I have a walkthrough coming up myself personally another week or two oh, to get to check it out. Lucky. And, um, you know, that... They're going to be that, you know, that um, seventh man on the ice. They proved it in the playoffs last Mm -hmm. year, the last two seasons. So it's going to be pretty exciting here for the Long Island fans uh, with this new building and this new team. So it should be a lot of fun. All right, Joe, real quick uh, quick, uh, take here on the Sabres. Um, Just as far as, you know, where they are right now going into their uh, home over tonight. Obviously, unfortunately, way too much talk about uh, Eichel. And and maybe I'm going to ask you right now for this show is not let's not talk about Jack. Let's talk about Coach Granado here getting the reins and, and talk about some of the good things that you think um, you'll be looking at here tonight as this team hopefully, without Jack Eichel now, gets a clean straight uh, slate going forward. Well, I'm looking to see how this team plays for him You know, overall. I mean, we've gotten like a patchwork of, of what this team looks like through the preseason, so we don't have a really good idea of it. Mm-hmm. So I want to see how this team evolves with him and how they play. I want to see how Casey Middlestack can handle uh, playing a top six role. I want to see how Dylan Cousins can grow in his second season. I want to see if Rasmus Dahlin can really take the reins as a number one defenseman because he's going to have to be because he doesn't have a choice. <laughs> you know, he's, he's, he's number one whether he wants to be or not. Um, so I, I want to see those guys go. I want to see Jeff Skinner have a big bounce back. I want to see Victor Olofsson play a really good game at five on five. We know he's great on the power play. I want to see him be a, be a dangerous scorer at even strength. Uh, you know, I want to see those guys perform i want to see those guys take take a nod i want to see henry yoki you have a nice season you know if he's playing with darlene all season those two could be you know it could be a very very key for them to to take a step so uh those are those are the things i'm looking for it's not going to be a very fun season for sabers fans <laughs> last year was miserable at least this year everybody's got a feeling that everybody kind of knows that, like this year's going to suck but like you can pull out little things to watch all year long just you know you just have to like forget Forget looking at the scoreboard and the standings because that, that's not going to help. It's not going to help you out any. You just got to you just have to like micro watch a game, which sounds painful, but it's it's the one thing that'll work that'll work in Buffalo. 
you know, I, I mean, I look forward and look, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be optimistic. I'm looking forward to talking Sabres with you this year. I've always had a, a, a you know, a soft spot for the Sabres, obviously New York. You're team the one here. person. Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> look, man, I go back to those old days, you know, just it's look, it's a, it's a super <laughs> franchise. It's unfortunate what's going on here. But what I look forward to more than anything is the, the, hopefully this, whatever happens with Eichel, but hopefully, and I'm sure the whole, the hockey part of this, the hockey business part of this for uh, these developing this team, working with Rochester, uh, getting this team some sort. They've got to find a way to get some respectability here. It's not going to happen this year like you're talking about. But in the next couple of years, if you can show the hockey world and the fan base, you know, and get rid of all the, the, the distractions here. All the guys you just named, man, are some really talented hockey players, some really talented kids. I'd love to see Skinner, too. Maybe he takes the lead on this team, um, you know, as far as leadership and everything else here. So um, I, I look forward to just hopefully that they can – they don't – every game is not about the Jack Eichel trade, you know, and all that mm-hmm. other stuff. It's about, all right, what these guys do on the ice – um, how's Granada working with these guys? What, how are they playing against other teams? Are they at least looking respectable? Um, and, and, and go from there. So that's what I'm looking forward to with this team because, you know, even as a Ranger fan, because the, the Eichel trade stuff and all that, I'm exhausted about the whole thing. And, it's you know, and that's something maybe we'll get into next week too is, you know, here's mm-hmm. a talented kid like Jack Eichel, and now he's basically, he's way off to the side. And that's what this organization in Buffalo has to do now. They have to go forward. Yeah. And I, I mean, the Jack thing is just an anchor around their neck at this point. Uh, and, you know, now that the season started, it's, it's kind of out of mind. And, you know, it's, it sounds like things are, are getting sorted out there behind the scenes because, uh, listen, nobody wants to be dealing with this during the year. You know, Jack, Jack wants to get his operation. He wants to be able to he wants to get back to play at hockey as soon as possible. He wants to maybe play in the Olympics. You know, which I mean, hey, the clock's ticking. Better, better get the operation now if you want to if you want to do that. But um, but I mean, you know, it, it sounds like progress is meeting is getting made there, which is huge for everybody. And you know what? The the cap hit everything like doesn't matter. He's got he's on IR. If he goes to a team that, that gets him, he's going on their LTIR. It doesn't matter. It's fine. Like, just get the deal figured out. Get it done. Make everything peaceful. Just move your separate ways and get the soap opera over with and just move on. Yeah. Yeah, he's young enough, and, and the Buffalo Sabres now have a young team, too. So they can, they've got – there's a lot of good stuff ahead of them if they kind of clear this thing up and get it taken care of and move forward. And, um, you know, that's what we can kind of cross our fingers for. Right, Joe? Yeah, yeah we'll see. <laughs> so cross every finger for that one. Let's, <laughs> let's, let's see if that can work out that way. All right, buddy. They got the Habs tonight at home, home opener. Um, nine games on the schedule tonight. So uh, real quick, again, with the um, the new blog and everything, are you going to be writing every night, or how, how often can everybody expect the uh, the columns coming from you? I'm going to be trying to do something uh, for every – trying to do something for every Sabres game, get a little, get some thoughts out there, do some, do some riffs on some things that are out there in the world and, and, and put some, put some ideas and, and, and thoughts out there. It's going to be a lot of column writing. Not going to be a ton of reporting, but um, just a lot of ideas to share and lots of stuff to go with. Can't wait, brother. And once again, what's the web address? Notedhockey.substack.com. All right. Everybody put that in your favorites. Buddy, you're the best. So glad to see you and talk to you again, man. Looking forward to this. And uh, we'll catch you next week. Have a super weekend, brother. You too, man. It's going to be a great year. Absolutely. Joe Yard, ladies and gentlemen. The goods. Don't take no crap, Mr. Joe. You know that, buddy. (laughs) All right. THS rolls out. Well, all right. It's time to... 
head on out to the great city of Chicago and the great state of Illinois. And welcome aboard. Mr. Tap Ever. Tap, what's going on in Chicago these days? Well, after a uh, 9 p.m. Uh, Chicago time central uh, puck drop or 920 thanks to the uh, Rangers and Capitals running long uh, caffeinating heavily today uh, <laughs> and looking forward to hopefully uh, much like the caffeine the play of the Blackhawks improving as days go forward yeah it's game one so we all got to kind of you know Take a deep breath. The Ranger fans have driven off the cliff, uh, so it's all over in, uh, on Broadway. Hey, look, buddy, before we get started, talking about the league, uh, all good stuff here, the 32 teams, eight in every division, new TV contracts, signings, all that kind of stuff, um, you have a brand new book that's coming out, and I would like you to tell everybody what it's all about, where they can find it, and, and just give us a little uh, backstory to Tab's new book. Come on. Oh, hey. All right. Well, yeah. So uh, I wrote a book, uh, actually the second book that I have written. The uh, first one hit shelves about 10 years ago. Uh, the new one is titled Chicago Blackhawks, an illustrated timeline. Uh, and I gently describe it as a coffee table book uh, that is a photo driven history of the Chicago Blackhawks from inception through the end of last season so I've got all the way up to uh, Patrick Kane hitting a thousand points in a thousand games, and Corey Crawford and Brent Seabrook walking away. Uh, and the great thing about it is, you know, we were able to work with the Hockey Hall of Fame and use their photo archives. So some of the the really really old stuff from now almost 100 years ago, uh, really incredible photos from back then. Uh, and so it's a fun, it's a fun walk back through uh, Hawks history. Jim Corneliuson, the uh, anthem singer at the United Center, uh, did a great job putting together the foreword for me. So uh, you can find it uh, on Amazon if you search for my name, or uh, you can go find Reedy Press, R-E-E-D-Y, press.com, uh, and look for my last name. Uh, but it's out there. If, uh, if you want to hit me up on Twitter, we can work something out, and I can get you a signed copy, possibly too. So, uh, lots of uh, lots of good stuff going on, and we'll have some events coming up uh, starting this weekend uh, with a few libraries in the Chicago area, and some bookstores and brew pubs and cigar lounges. So, lots of exciting stuff going on. So, again, Blackhawks play well on the ice. So, if people want to talk <laughs> hockey. Uh, or they can look get your book and say, "Oh, we'll always have the past." <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, we'd like we'd like the uh, we'd like the future to be uh, as bright as the last uh, couple decades have been. So uh, yeah, so go find it. Yeah, look me up on uh, Amazon or Reedy Press, and you can uh, pick it up. I gotta ask you, how do you? Uh, I'm not gonna ask you how the, how you had the time to do all this with all the things you do. Um, but you, where does the inspiration come to do this? I mean, um, tell everybody about your your other Hawks book. Um, I think it's hundred facts that you need to know before you die. Right. And, but where, where does the, where, how does this work? I, hey, I want to do something about, uh, the Hawks, another book, and I want to do it with pictures. And I mean, is talk about just the inspiration and, and from thought to, to publication. Yeah. So the first book, uh, is titled 100 things Blackhawks fans should know and do before they die, uh, which hit shelves initially back in 2011. Uh, Jeremy Roenick, uh, did the foreword for me. 
uh, with that book uh, as my uh, high school freshman son pointed out, uh, this one has more pictures, so he likes this one better. Um, but, uh, with the first one, uh, you know, I, had, you know, I'd been writing on my own Hawk site and working with the guys at the fourth period for a couple years at that point and, uh, triumph books, which is, you know, probably the biggest, uh, sports specific publisher in the country. Uh, actually reached out to me uh, through an acquaintance and asked if I'd be interested in doing a Blackhawks book. Uh, and I said, hell yeah. And I'd always really, since I was a little kid, wanted to write a book and never really thought about how the heck I would do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they said, okay, uh, so you got to, you got to, you know, a couple months to do it. And I was like, oh, crap. <laughs> uh, so it turned in that manuscript in about six weeks. Uh, which when you ask how, uh, caffeine and cigars, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and then, uh, since then, you know, that when the Hawks win two more Stanley cups, you got to update it. So, uh, went back through and updated things, went through it with a fine tooth comb and, uh, was able to put a second and third edition of the first book out with this one, uh, met some of the really great people at Reedy press, uh, on the interwebs and, got to talking about a couple of different projects. And one of the things that they were really super interested in was doing, you know, really a a photo driven history of the Blackhawks as an original sticks franchise that, like I said, is coming up close to its 100th anniversary. Um, And, you know, with it having been 10 years since I initially wrote the original manuscript for the first one, so much has happened in the 10 years since, I mean, we joke about it tongue in cheek that the Blackhawks have played outdoors once or twice a year since then. (laughs) Uh, But, uh, but you know, you look at what Kane and Taves have been able to do, just knocking down club records left and right. Obviously Keith and Seabrook as well. Um, And now we're looking at a team that Kane and Taves are the only two left from those Stanley cup teams. So, uh, so much has changed in the last 10 years. It was a fun you know, time to look at updating it and then you know, going through and picking out really exciting and, and beautiful photos to, to complement the words and, and really bring each part of the Blackhawks' history to life was a lot of fun too. So, uh, so far the feedback's been pretty good. So if, if you're looking for a nice Christmas present or uh, you know, paperweight for your living room or whatever you're into uh, – Feel or, free to or something to look at when the Hawks are on TV. <laughs> yeah, something to read when they don't start until you. they've got one of those fun 9.20 p.m. puck drops local in Chicago. Oh, man. The middle of the week for the uh, opener of the new season. Uh, you know, I think fans stayed awake. The offense for the Blackhawks didn't, unfortunately, or the defense for that matter. But, yeah, so feel free to pick it up and let me know what you think. Well, congratulations, brother, and uh, I can't wait to get my own copy here and uh, and uh, skim through it, and uh, I'm going to have it all over the place. I'm going to hang it up over the studio. I'm going to cut all the pictures out and put them all over the studio, buddy. <laughs> A wallpaper alternative? I had not listed that in the book description. As my uh, as my younger brother told me, I can once again refer to myself as an award-eligible author. Uh, so... <laughs> 
not winning, just eligible. Uh, great stuff. No, congratulations, man. Uh, wish you uh, incredible success uh, with the with the new book, and uh, looking forward to it. All right, pal. Before we get into the some Hawks talk, we'll save that towards the end. I just want to uh, throw at you here, and we're doing a quick here today here, here on THS, bringing the show back. Um, uh, uh, an eighty-two game season, normal quote unquote normal season coming back here. Thirty-two teams now. Tab um, new TV contracts. ESPN, TNT. Uh, pretty much everybody in the league vaccinated. Um, you know, fans back in the stands. Uh, everything's looking good. So um, maybe get your, your – I'll ask you afterwards, too, maybe uh, some thoughts on some of the signings here in the offseason. But just the NHL heading into the season. You know, we got started here on Wednesday night, cracking and brand-new team here in Vegas. It was pretty surreal seeing, you know, Vegas, you know, four or five years in now. But still, they're an expansion team. But, uh, you know, I think me and you, obviously, uh, me being a lot older, but – to, to think that you'd see a team from Seattle and Vegas playing in the NHL. Uh, I don't know, a few years ago I'd say no way, but now it's just fantastic. But take us through your quick thoughts here of uh, the NHL returning for this uh, full season after two very unique um, uh, summer tournament, 56-game uh, season, Stanley Cup champions, Tampa Bay Lightning, and here we go, puck drops, we're on our way. Yeah, well, I think, you know, first – you know, we're, we've now had a, a uh, lid lifter for both of the new TV networks. Um, I don't know if you saw it, but the little two or three minute uh, docu piece that ESPN did about the original song that they played back in the day uh, when, you know, the music that they played before they got into the hockey night in the U.S., uh, coverage on ESPN, just awesome. Even yeah. if it was Justin Bieber that did the voiceover, because like you, that song is so ingrained in so many people's brains, and you hadn't heard it in so long. And the first time you hear it, it's like, dang, where had that been? And I thought, <laughs> you know, look, ESPN is is the mothership. You know, Gary Bettman said uh, yesterday. I saw a video online of him saying, you know, tongue in cheek, that if and he actually said tongue-in-cheek, uh, that if ESPN treats them half as well as they buried them when they didn't have the rights, it'll be great for the relationship, <laughs> which is a not-too-subtle shot at the fact that they were hard ignored by the alleged worldwide leader. Um, you know, I thought ESPN's production was great. I, I love that they had two games. You got to see a banner go up, good on Tampa for raising one with uh, with a full barn after waiting last year until they had some fans in the seats. And then you had the last two teams. I mean, the graphics on the ice were incredible in Vegas because nobody puts on a show like Vegas. Mm -hmm. I think the Kraken looked rough to start, but they, you know, came back and made that an interesting game. And then last night, TNT's coverage, look, they got Biz Nasty sitting next to Wayne Gretzky. Yeah. Uh, And then you've got Liam McHugh just, you know, hurting cats with, you know, (laughs) whoever else is out there. You know, Anson Carter was just dying laughing. And they get Charles Barkley out there last night and put Pecorine's old gear on him to try and stop shots from the great one. And, you know, you got BizNet trying to record a 45-minute podcast in a three-minute segment. I thought the graphics were great. I, I think they did a good job. I think the all the play studio, play man, on TNT. Were good. Oh, TNT was great. And Ooh. I love I, just Charles Barkley. They showed a, an old Gretzky fight, and I can't remember who it was that he was fighting. And Charles Barkley's like, you got your butt kicked by a dude with a perm. <laughs> um, so, and you've got like Biz Nasty and, and Anson Carter just losing their minds on the set. And poor Liam McHugh is probably going to need a 12-step program <laughs> by Christmas to figure out how to work this thing together. 
I think it's great. I think both networks are going to do great. I think Bleacher Report, you know, Turner's digital arm is so deeply ingrained in how so many fans do stuff. You know, I, I was their NHL managing editor back before they were acquired by Turner and went full bore on uh, NBA. And I think just the way that their app is, is set up, I think they do a great job. And so you're going to have two massive content producers lined up to support the game of hockey, which means more people are going to see it, more people are going to be turned on to it, more people are going to stay to watch more than their own team. And that's good for the game. So I'm 100% behind it. Um, now we just need guys to stay healthy. You know, unfortunately, we've had some teams. You know, last night the Blackhawks played a Colorado team that was without Nathan McKinnon because he and Jared Bednar, their head coach, were in protocol. So you're still going to have some guys missing because of protocol, because of failed tests. Mm -hmm. But like you said, there are only four guys uh, actively on uh, payrolls in the National Hockey League who are not vaccinated. So. Lord willing, we'll be able to get a fully healthy as much as we can 82 game season under our belts here. And I do think, you know, Paulie and I uh, have a baseball show as well. And we've talked a lot this year about the physical difference between 162 games versus the 60 something that they did last year and how guys were wearing down towards the end of the year. And I think it's going to be very interesting to watch which teams have built depth to last and have the depth to sustain a long grinding season because look, you had a short condensed season last year. That was tough and it was unique issues there, but you had a later start to the summer. You've got a condensed schedule because you've got guys going to the Olympics. You're going to have superstars going to the Olympics, which is a whole other scenario with potential COVID headaches and injuries and whatnot. And then you're going to try and cram the, and you know, the last two months of the regular season and before the playoffs get going, so that you can try and get the National Hockey League back on a traditional timeline. So I think depth is going to be huge. And I think you're going to see teams, you know, with cap space really benefiting from the ability to bring guys up and add pieces throughout the season. Because I don't think you can do it with 12 or only 12 or 13 forwards and only six or seven defensemen this year. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, it's going to be uh, all amazing points. And I guess it's, you know, for us doing the show here last year and stuff, I mean, now – you know, in love with the game, growing up with the game, and now getting it back at full strength is really, really just, uh, it just feels really good. To the point where you can kind of, everybody's got to relax about the <laughs> opening nights, the rosters, chill out. Let's see where everybody's at around the Winter Classic, and we'll start going from there. And let's just kind of take it all in again that teams are playing uh, full strength. You get to see the coaches behind, the, their faces behind the bench now. We've got fans in the stands. Uh, and the excitement of everything you talked about in terms of ESPN and TNT, the new coverage. I mean, you if you're a hockey fan now, as far, and pretty much every major sport, you know, whether it's NBA, MLB, or uh, NFL, these modern times, the content, the highlights, the stats, the fantasy, I mean – it's it's incredible to to live in this time and to have all this content. Sometimes it's too much, but it is. It, it's exciting, and uh, can't wait to talk about it all season long with you here, Tab. No doubt about it. So, look, what we're doing, we're doing quick hits today just to, to fire THS back up, and we'll get more into the divisions uh, and the rosters and everything going forward. What I want to ask you real quick here is obviously a quick take on the Hawks. Uh, maybe uh, your take on a couple of the signings off seasons. Obviously, the Hawks had a big one with Seth Jones. Uh, so take it away from there, man. Take a uh, uh, look at some of the signings you 
uh, that stand out for you. Obviously, Pulak in uh, Long Island here got signed eight years. Uh, Zabanajad here in New York, and you can just go on and on about some of the big signings. So take it from from their tab. Your take on a couple of signings, and uh, let's talk a little bit about your Hawks uh, and their start last night. Yeah, well, you know, I think you know when you look at the start last night, it's you have to frame it through the reality that the Blackhawks turned over a huge part of their roster and. It was the first time, really, since in Stan Bowman's career as the GM of the Blackhawks, because he inherited a team that was already paying a lot of guys a lot of money. Uh, it's the first time that he's been able to be an active buyer and a significant buyer in a free agent market. And he went to work, and he brought in Tyler Johnson. He brought in, uh, you know, a, a number of other, you know, depth pieces. And then he overhauled his blue line. He brought in Jake McCabe, who I think is going to be a terrific signing once he gets some chemistry with Connor Murphy. It looks like he'll be paired with. Made the big deal for Seth Jones and then gave him a massive contract. Brought in Marc-Andre Fleury. Uh, You know, sneaky deal last year. The Hawks brought in Henrik Borgstrom, who was playing overseas in the Florida system. Uh, And Riley Stillman. You know, they've got a lot of moving pieces. But the reality is... Since Jonathan Taves left the ice at, in the bubble, almost, I would say, 80% of the roster has turned over. Duncan Keith is gone. Uh, you now have Patrick Kane wearing the A permanently. And then for home games, it'll be Alex DeBrinkett. And road games, it'll be Connor Murphy wearing the A for the Blackhawks. So Brent Seabrook is quasi-retired. Uh, Duncan Keith is uh, getting dropped on his face by, by the Winnipeg Jets Man, last man. night. And you've got a bunch of moving parts. So last night, the Blackhawks came out and got their butts handed to them hard by a Colorado team in the first period. They were getting just absolutely blitzed, raced out of the building. It was embarrassing. Marc-Andre Fleury looked frustrated as heck. Um, Jeremy Colleton burned his time out when the Hawks were down 3 nothing less than 10 minutes into the season. Uh, you know, two stop, stoppages after that. The cameras caught Jonathan Taves, the captain, who's back after not playing at all last year, tearing his team a new one in front of the bench. His leadership is desperately needed. Um, and now all of the pressure in Chicago, for me, is on Jeremy Colton to get this thing in the right direction because he's been handed – he no longer has the excuse of, well, I haven't run a full training camp because now he did. This was his first full training camp as the head coach. Well, I, I had, there were flaws with the roster. I'm not saying this roster is perfect, but he's not dealing with what he had last year where he had no tapes and no doc and nobody who can win more than 47% of their face-offs. Now you've got center depth to the extent that they're trying to train, trade Dylan Strom, who I wouldn't be shocked if he ended up in Ottawa now that they got the Kachuk deal done. Um, you've got center depth. You've got more defensemen than you know what to do with. It's up to Jeremy Carlton now to get things right, install some systems, and make this team work to the best of their abilities. What we saw in game one was a dysfunctional tire fire in the first period that settled down to an extent, but they were still getting blitzed by a Colorado team that, again, didn't have McKinnon on the ice and didn't have its head coach. The silver lining for Blackhawks fans is Colorado's going to do that to a lot of teams in the Western Conference. The Western Conference is top-heavy. There's maybe them, Vegas— uh, and then there's a a gap between them, and maybe you've got like a Winnipeg. I think St. Louis took a step back this year. Uh, Minnesota's probably in that mix. Maybe Dallas. I would say the Blackhawks are in that conversation. And then you got this massive hole, and then you've got the Arizonas and LAs, and uh, you know, 
probably Anaheim, probably San Jose. I mean, the state of California is ridiculous. Uh, the hockey play is going to mirror the politics in that state. So just, you know, <laughs> cover the eyes, plug the ears, and move on. We'll let Dennis Bernstein figure out both for us. But TV uh, gets another plug. <laughs> we are just crushing Dennis uh, on every show. No, but look, I think that playoff spots in that middle tier in the Western Conference are open for grabs. Colorado's clearly the class of the conference. And last night, the Blackhawks had half of a new roster get absolutely hammered in the first game. Now they come back, and we'll see what they've got for you know a couple decent tests this weekend. And then they get the Islanders next week, which will be another test against a team that I think has bona fide Stanley Cup aspirations this year. So this, the schedule is not easy to start for the Chicago Blackhawks, and they got to get it right quickly because you can't start the season 0-5-0 and think that you're going to magically turn things around and sprint back into relevance. Uh, but Jeremy Calton has to be the guy now. And if things don't improve from what we saw in Game 1, because a lot of the issues were the same issues that we'd seen with other pieces and other names on the backs of the Indian head, um, if he can't get that right, then I think Stan Bowman, now that he has handed him a roster and expectations, is going to have to have a pretty uncomfortable conversation with a few people behind the bench. It's official, folks. Carlton is on watch. Game one, right here on THS with Tab Bamford. I that love it. That was my knee-jerk reaction to <laughs> 60 minutes of hockey. But look, the other the other thing is he was on watch we, last year. I know for a fact. Oh, no, we he's got Batman spotlight on him at this point, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. But no, and the other thing to keep an eye on too is with McKinnon and COVID protocol. Gabriel Landeskog put a really ugly hit on Kirby Doc last night, who had gone to his knees trying to play a puck. Landeskog drove him into the boards, got a, a minor for boarding. Um, but he's got a he's going to have a hearing with player safety, which could be your first in regular season suspension, which depending on, you know, what's going on with McKinnon who tested positive, but he's asymptomatic. Joe Sackick hadn't ruled him out for the weekend. Um, you know, if you've got McKinnon and Landeskog out, that's, that's going to be tricky for a few days for, for Colorado. But, uh, but no, I mean, Colorado is good. They're deep. They're fast. That's a, that's a damn good team. And they're going to be hard to beat in the Western conference, but the Blackhawks had, some old glaring issues that they need to fix now that they allegedly have the bodies to fix them uh, so that they can get on track and, and try and get back into the playoffs this year. Well, it's on the way. And uh, already the uh, members of the National Hockey League Players Association showing their distaste for each other on the ice. <laughs> Always. Well, at least they're not tweeting about it, Robin Leonard. Yeah. Well, look forward to those, too, down the road. Tab, you the best, man. Welcome back. Excited for the new season. And congratulations on the new book. And until next week, man, stay safe and, and healthy. And um, we pull for the Hawks here. Should be an interesting season, man. I'm, I'm psyched yeah, for it, man. Just, they just have to be interesting enough this weekend to take Bears fans' minds off of the Packers, probably beating them again. <laughs> oh, baby. Good old town, Chicago. Good stuff. All right, brother, man. Have a great weekend. We'll catch you here next week, buddy. Talk to you soon. Tap Everett. And teach us. Rolls out. Well, all right, it's time to head on out to the West Coast. The best coast. The left coast. Is it the best coast? Uh, depends on where you are. Right now, I'm very happy to bring back <laughs> our good buddy, Mr. Steve Palumbo. From the great state of California. 
What's going on, buddy? Welcome back. Paulie, Paulie, good to be back. Excited for another uh, new hockey season, a full 82-game season. I'm really looking forward to it. And, of course, I'm glad to be back here talking with you. Same here, man. I uh, just got off with uh, Tab and, and Joey before, and, and uh, we'll be talking to Costa a little later on. But uh, it's uh, just been a great day in terms of getting back, uh, talking with you guys and talking puck. And we got a, a brand-new, quote-unquote, normal season here coming upon us, uh, full yes. season. Uh, eight teams in every division. We got a new team out in your favorite conference, the Seattle Kraken, and uh, yep. it's uh, all firing and all cylinders here. So, But before we get started, man, I, I believe – you have a new writing assignment. Why don't you let everybody know about it? Yeah, I'll be uh, I'll be writing about the Colorado Avalanche for Hockey Buzz, which is kind of exciting because the expectations for Colorado are through the roof. So it should be uh, fun to kind of uh, put uh, words to paper or to the screen, whatever you're 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 viewing it on, and and kind of enjoy the ride. I'm really looking forward to it. Great team, very talented, a lot of new faces. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm, I'm really excited about it. Well, congratulations, man. I mean, if there's a team you get to, to write about, I mean, the Avs, whew, um, yeah, came out of the gate pretty strong there uh, last night against the Hawks uh, without uh, yeah. McKinnon and everything else. So uh, a lot of expectations uh, for that squad and that team, and, and we'll be getting into uh, those guys a lot here uh, across the course of the season. But uh, it's just going to be great now. I look forward to I mean, you know, I lived in Rado there for uh, – I was there when they won the Cup there in 96, so – I love those. I love that team. I love that jersey. Love that squad. So I'll, I'll be reading, man. I'll be. I'll be. I follow you along anyway. But now covering the abs, I'm in, baby. Full on in. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Yeah, I'm, I'm super pumped. I'm super pumped. Love it. All right, pal. So look, um, let's just um, let's get into you know the NHL here. A lot going on. A lot yeah. of the changes. Talked about 32 teams. Um, you know, uh, big TV contracts now for the NHL as far as uh, TNT, ESPN. Uh, the health of the game. Obviously, the last two years, very unique seasons, championships here by Tampa Bay, back-to-back. Um, you know, Can they three-peat here? The summer tournament, 56-game season uh, last year that we covered uh, from start to finish here. And, and now it's it's all brand new, lots of signings and stuff, uh, vaccinations for all the players, full arenas. Um, it's back, baby. So let's just get your quick take on, on the NHL going forward here and some of the changes that have been made, uh, over, you know, since the, uh, you know, uh, Tampa won the cup and, and with puck drop on Wednesday night. You know, it's crazy, but you know, as crazy as, as it might sound, the NHL feels like it's the strongest it's been in, in, I don't know, decades. I mean, with the new TV contracts, with the production from ESPN, from TNT, even with the logos on the helmets and soon in the Jersey, the money's flowing in. We got healthy teams. We got, uh, you know, Southern markets winning the Stanley cup. You bring in another team in Seattle. You've got 32 teams. The league is balanced. It's, it's just feels like a, a whole, a new era. It just, it's a really exciting time to be a hockey fan, you know, going through those the early two thousands and you had the lockouts and, and the, the dead puck era and uh, things like that to, to be where the game is now and to, to see the quality of the, the play on the ice and the skill and, the, the number of, you know, players, 18-year-olds that played last night and the, the day before and, and had an impact with their team. And, I mean, it's just a really, really, really exciting time to be a, a hockey fan, NHL and beyond. 
Yeah, no, there's no doubt about it. There's nothing like uh, opening up the NHL app now and, and seeing, you know, you click on the standings there and you look at the divisions and you see yeah. eight teams in every division. Very excited about the Seattle Kraken coming in. Obviously, they're on the road now, a new building uh, they'll be moving into. Um, I've been out to Seattle. I don't know yourself. I know you're a traveling man, Steve. Uh, have you been to the yep. city of Seattle? I have been to Seattle. I haven't. I think they're going to be a great market for for that team. They love their teams up there. Uh, it's a beautiful, you know, place to 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 visit and to come check out a hockey game. I think they're really going to thrive up there. Yeah, it's a great sports city. I love it. Like I said, I've been lucky to go there myself, um, and I've actually been in the uh, old arena before the, the, with the makeover it's getting right now. So uh, uh, it, it's really exciting. Uh, another new building coming into the league this year is the uh, the USB arena right here on Long Island, another place that yeah. you're familiar with. And right here in my backyard, a little close to me is a range of fans, but um, – <laughs> Excited for this, um, you know, the, the fan base here on Long Island and, and for the franchise, uh, obviously knocking on the door the last two years as far as getting into the finals. And uh, a lot of, um, you know, uh, hype here on Long Island, and they'll be opening that up too. Uh, you took a look at the coverage there, TNT, ESPN, the last two nights. Steve, what would you think? Yeah. Yeah, I thought I thought uh, ESPN had a little audio issues in the beginning, but I think the overall production uh, was, was excellent. I, it seems like they're really excited. They're they're pushing in. It's even making appearance. You know, hockey's making appearances on uh, ESPN and uh, the net. You know, Sports Center and stuff. So it's really good to see that. Uh, I was really impressed with TNT. I thought the the game looked beautiful on the screen. I loved the uh, the intermission with Gretzky and Biz and Tockett. And I thought the banter was was great. And it was nice to see that kind of. Um, you know, that kind of just camaraderie and something that, that I think sports or hockey in the USA, I mean, they have something similar to that in hockey night in Canada, but the, what they have to have that here in the USA and to be able to, to see that and to get the, those guys perspectives. And it sounds like they're not going to hold back on the things that they say. I, I thought it was great. I really did. I thought I, I really enjoyed the TNT coverage. Yeah. That's uh, one hell of a studio they got there. Uh, see what I yeah, can absolutely. do for us here at THS to get something similar. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also love the, the power play countdown circle in the middle of yes. the I thought that was fantastic. I That was amazing. I said to my wife, I said, look at that. They got the, the clock is counting down on the ice. That was great. I love that. I, I thought that was fantastic. Yeah, good good on you to call that out. That was great. Yeah, man, that was, uh, that was really neat. So, look, so, I mean, yeah, like I think like what you said earlier, the NHL is probably in the, in the strongest uh, position it's been in a long time, obviously. And, and that's and, and a credit to Bettman and all the GM, all the organizations. Yeah. Um, making this, uh, getting through, you know, COVID pandemic, obviously it's, it's still a part of our life and everything else, but, uh, things are moving in the right direction, uh, as far as the sports world and entertainment world and everybody moving forward. So we, as hockey fans, we sit back, we love it. We got hockey to watch and we got it in, uh, in, in full bore here. Uh, two games to start off the other night. Great opening there in Vegas with the, uh, the digital, uh, uh stuff on the ice. With the oh, yeah. Uh, that was fantastic. <laughs> Um, and then you had five games last night, and then you got uh, the rest of the league starting up with nine games tonight. Obviously, we call on you as far as the Western Conference. We're not going to dive into it too deep today as far as Stevie, as far as predictions and everything else. We're going to start picking that up yeah. next week, let a few games uh, roll here. Um, but, um, you know, things are happening. I guess maybe what I will ask you is as far as uh, California, the state of ho- California hockey, it's kind of dripped mm-hmm. off here a little bit the last couple of seasons. Um, and then obviously on the West Coast, a lot of the attention here with uh, Seattle. 
Uh, I know we're going to be talking about the situation in Phoenix. They've obviously gone back to the old retro jerseys there with the uh, uh, yeah. the old look, which I like. But they they got they might have to move out of there. So there's a lot of storylines, and obviously the realignment. So let's talk there with some of the changes mm-hmm. as far as the Western Conference with Seattle Kraken coming in. Yeah, I mean, uh, obviously, you know, bringing Seattle in, they had to kind of ship the uh, the uh, the divisions around. I think it, it makes a little bit more sense now. Um, I, I do think that, um, you're going to see the two different conference, the two different, uh, divisions within the conference are going, one is going to be, uh, much stronger than the other one. Um, I think that it just makes more sense that the division with the three California teams, the Pacific division, uh, you definitely clearly have the cream of the crop with the, you know, the golden Knights. I would even throw the Oilers into that. Um, you know, the, you know, and then Canucks, Flames, uh, Ducks, Kings, Sharks, and the Kraken are going to, you know, they, they could go either way. You know, the Flames could be a great team and they could be a terrible team. That, nothing would surprise me. I do expect the Oilers to be to be good. Um, I mean, they should be one of the top teams in that division. Uh, and then when you get to the other division, you've got the Avalanche, the Stars, the Wild, the Preds, the Blues, the Blackhawks, and, and the Jets, who a lot of people are really high on. That's a really, really, really strong division. So, um I think the way that it's balanced out, uh, I think it's going to make the divisions more competitive, um, having some of those weaker teams. But I do think <laughs> clearly one of the divisions is much, much, much stronger than the other one. Um, you know, and the the Colorados and the the St. Louis's and and Minnesota. Uh, you know, we saw what they did last year. They're going to be another. You know, have another strong campaign for them. I just like the way that it's constructed right now, and it does give those teams, those lesser teams in the Pacific Division a chance, maybe the Kings or somebody like that to kind of to eke out a playoff spot. But it should be should be interesting to see how that kind of unfolds throughout the season, how the, the teams kind of kind of what they did last year with the, the change divisions where they they were jumping each other and the, you know teams were in it and things were moving around. You didn't know who's going to win the division or who's going to finish fourth. And I think we'll see more of that again this year. Yeah, I mean, you're probably expected to look at VGK, uh, you know, run away with that division there in Pacific just in terms of where they got to last year, and now they've been playing yep. the coaching. We're all sitting back waiting for McDavid and Dreisaitl and the rest of that crew to kind of find a way uh, to the top. Uh, you bring up a great yep. point again against Calgary. they got some really good some guns there, Johnny Goudreau and everything else, and it'll be interesting, and, and, and hopefully these California teams, the Kings, Sharks, and and Anaheim will will find a way, man. Gibson, man, he's, he's just something else, and you, you got to love McTavish's, uh, you know, first goal Absolutely. there the other night too. So I mean, there's promise there in Amazon. I mean, Amazon, yeah. listen to me. I didn't even order <laughs> anything today in Anaheim, um, and I know that's a team that you cover and and, and you have tickets to too. So I mean, a little yep. bright spots there for them to look forward to in, in this division. Yeah, they've got so much young talent. I think they had a really their lineup last night was interesting. It had a really good mix of. Uh, Young players, they had their, their last three first-round picks all were in the lineup. And then you have, the, the of course, the veteran leadership uh, in there with Adam Henrique and Getzloff and Cam Fowler. And, you know, you get a bunch. So it's an interesting balance. I think the main reason why they brought Getzloff back was to kind of uh, mentor those young guys uh, as we roll into the next generation of uh, excellent duck talent. And they do have some really high-end talent. It was shocking to see McTavish make the roster, but I think the kid is, you know, he's definitely a big kid. And, yeah, he scores last night, so it'll it'll be nice. If anything, that the Ducks will uh, fans will have uh, something to uh, to be excited about, even if it's you know it's not in the standings. Just watching those young guys play, Zegris and Drysdale. I mean, those guys are, I mean, amazing players to watch. So um, good stuff coming out of Anaheim. It's going to take a couple of years, but I, I think they'll be fun to watch. 
Yeah, no, it's, uh, again, uh, so much to look forward to uh, with the season uh, rolling out here. The, uh, swinging back to the Central here, too, um, you know, we saw what Nashville could do at the end. And it, it's kind of weird because we have to take everything with a different grain of salt because of the division play mm-hmm. last year. Um, so yeah. a lot of teams that were kind of struggling in the beginning uh, were able to come back in the end. Nashville's a great example of that. You know, Chicago did very well during the main part of the season, but then they kind of tailed off. Uh, St. Louis in the mix. Um, the team that I'm looking for, and they're playing the Strangers tonight here in, at the Garden, is is the Dallas Stars. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they're they're one year removed from the Stanley Cup Finals, which was brutal, obviously. Uh, you know, with the with the COVID, no fans, and everything else, and that whole tournament, and everything else. And I know they took that loss really, really hard. Bonus is still there with them. Still a ton of talent on that team. Their biggest thing, obviously, yep. is staying healthy. But I think everybody's got to keep an eye on the Stars too, as well. I think so. You know, they've, they have about 830 goalies, so that would be something that, that should help them along Just the way. Just as many yeah, as assistant have... captains on the Rangers. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> you know, they bring in Suter for a little help on the back end. Uh, you still got guys like Sagan and, uh, you know, Robertson, a second year from him. What's he going to bring? So they, they definitely have some skill there, and they're definitely a team that's, that's going to be competitive. But, man, I, I think it's going to take a few games to get – to feel them out and kind of see where they are as far as a unit and how that goaltending situation is going to shake out. But um, yeah, definitely a team that's, that is uh, could be extremely competitive in that division, but I, I just can't get a read on them right now, just because of what you said, what, what's the ups and downs they've had the last couple of seasons. I mean, Pavelski's older. Um, he's still going to chip in his goals, but it, you know, their, their window is getting real small, real small, real fast. So, yeah, no, you nail it there. No doubt about it with the age of some of these, uh, these vets on the teams and stuff. So like I said, you might see a little extra push from these guys this year because they know this might be the last run, especially with the lineup they have right now, the guys on that roster. So, um, Steve, I want to ask you real quick, uh, any of the signings, uh, over the summer recently, I mean, Kachuk just signed here with, uh, Ottawa, mm-hmm. um, your boys in New Jersey made a couple of great signings too, but, uh, real quick, a uh, couple of takes on, on any of the signings, uh, in the off season, Seth Jones there in Chicago, you know, obviously the Banjet here in New York and the Islanders, uh, made a big signing last night with Pulak. They've, they've, you've got Parisi, Chara, there's a whole bunch of stuff, but, uh, I'll throw it at you if there's one or two here that stand out for you. Um, I think... You know, like we, we kind of knew that going into the summer, there was going to be a, a lot of, uh, you know, changeover and things like that. I think it the thing that surprised me was how many um, teams threw big money at their own players, guys that still had a year left to try to lock in um, you know, their own talent. You know, I think, the, you know, the Rangers did that with Zibanej Ed. And then you saw you know, in Florida uh, with Barkov. And I, I just think that teams are are really focused on creating a, a core and, and kind of building around, around that. I think the devils did it a couple of years ago by Lockheed and Nico. Um, I think that NHL teams are, and GMs are just trying to be really, really uh, intentional with the money they spend and how they spend it. And if they have the, the talent within, they're trying to hold on to it. Um, you know, the buyouts and moving people around in pieces and pieces and you've got Seth Jones and like you said, in Chicago and, uh, Vegas had to trade away Flurry because their money issues and stuff. I, I just think that the GMs really took the last couple of years in the flat cap and, and kind of uh, created a game plan and went for it, signed the guys that they really think are going to be important. It will be value. I, I think the league has gotten a lot younger. Um, you see that, the, like we talked about, the 18-year-olds. But I think these guys that are 21, 22, 23-year-olds having a, a big impacts on their teams and and they're, they're trying to lock up those core years of those players before they, you know, hit a certain age, 28, 29, 30. 
uh, which seems ridiculous, but you're kind of starting to age yourself out of the league. And, and I think that the money is being spent to buy those, those, those prime young years. So, um, Again, it's just it's just making our sport better, faster, uh, more competitive, and uh, I think we'll we'll continue to see more of that going forward, especially as the cap you know starts to rise again. Yeah, man, lots of uh, lots of things to look forward to as far as what teams can do, and I think teams are getting mm-hmm. you, you know I mean this is is debatable, but as far as you know GMs in terms of getting better at you know how to dish these contracts out, it seems that yeah. seven eight years now, Steve is the number. Yep. Yep. Like I said, you want to buy, you want to pay for those prime years and not be throwing the big bucks at the, uh, you know, at the tail end. You know, it used to be like you had to work for your big contract. Now they're giving the big contract up front because you want those that to pay for the, the production instead of getting paid for the production in the past. So um, I think that's going to be the way we, the league is moving forward. Good stuff. All right. So speaking of a big sign and let's uh, close out here uh, today before I let you go. And that's Dougie Hamilton here coming to uh, your, 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 your love of your life. The New Jersey Devils here. <laughs> um, we uh, we yep. had a lot of fun with the Devils last year. There's a lot of, uh, you know, there's a lot of, I mean, I think this, uh, you know, the future looks pretty bright here in New Jersey. Obviously mm-hmm. we're going to have to see what happens on the ice, but you know, uh, with PK being here and then him leaving and then obviously you's getting the big sign and the draft pick and all that other stuff, but you get another great quality kind of guy leadership kind of guy in Hamilton coming here. So I'm just going to throw it at you and, and give us a quick little look at the Devils, and we're obviously going to get deeper into it as we go forward here on THS. But uh, a quick take here on the Devils uh, going forward here, starting the season here uh, tomorrow night against the Blackhawks. Yes. Well, I think the signing of Dougie Hamilton was a signature moment for Fitzgerald. That's him you know, putting his, his stamp on the team and showing that the team is moving in a direction where big name free agents, you know, want to come and be a part of it. And Dougie said all the right things. This is, he really likes what's going on here. He wants to be a part of it. The devil's shirt, you know, obviously paid enough for him, but I think he completely transforms the back end, you know, everything. And the addition of Ryan Graves, you, the guys who are playing top tier minutes now get moved down and get slotted correctly. And I think that's one of the issues the devil's had over the last years is players were not slotted in their proper positions. Now you've got a top pairing of Graves and Hamilton. You, you move Severson down, you move Smith down, you got PK on the third pairing, um, you know, giving him less time, which he can be, I think he'll be more effective in that role. Um, you know, this is his final year. So if he has a good year, they could be a flip him at the deadline if need to, or maybe, you know, if he, if he finds a home, they, they bring him back for another year or two. I, I don't know, but I, I think it really solidifies the back end. You've got, you bring in Bernier between the pipes you got this young core. You got the exciting Sharon Govich. You got Jack Hughes, who everyone's anticipating having a, a taking another step this year. You're bringing a guy like Tatar to try to get another some more offense up front. I just I think the Devils are really I think and Fitzgerald have really positioned themselves to to be a really really competitive team this year. It might not make the playoffs, but they're going to take that next step. They're not going to be a 70 point team. Maybe they're a high 80s, low 90 point team, and then uh, you know. As they grow, they're going to have Hamilton. They're going to have Heischer. They'll have Hughes. They got Sharon Gove. They locked a few guys up. So next couple of years, this should be a really, really solid team. I, I just think that the first domino was getting Hamilton to sign, and then everything else, they just started put, putting a team around it to, to fill in the gaps and, and with everyone being slotted correctly. And this Dawson Mercer kid, I'm telling you, this kid is something special. Um, <laughs> he's going to be one to watch. So I'm, I'm telling you, he's he's this is going to – he. I'm not saying Calder, but I'm going to see, he's going to make a, a big difference on this team. Well, look, man, it's fun. We we, we talked here uh, last season about how how much fun the tri-state area, New York hockey here with the Islanders, 
uh, you know, you know, they've got the bullseye on their backs now as far as being one of the best teams not only here in the Metro and, and in the Eastern Conference, but probably in the league and and uh, yeah. a favorite maybe to possibly win the Cup. And, and, and on the other side, you have the Rangers here with all the changes and all the talent on paper. They just got to figure it out one way on the ice. And then, you know, the Devils here, they're not going to go down easy, man. And I, and I you know, I'm, I'm excited too for them because as a franchise, there's some great talent. You're naming these guys, and I'm listening to you, and I'm going, yeah, these guys absolutely. are going to be fun to watch, man. They're they really cool. are, and I think that's going to be that's going to be a, a nice change, having fun watching instead of just waiting for the shoe to drop and them to get blown out. So uh, that we had a little bit of that last year. I think they take that step this year, and they'll be competitive throughout the season. And we're going to be here for it, brother, and we're going to be looking at you to, to give us the insight here on the Devils, and not only that, but, uh, you know, the uh, the Western Conference, and obviously the Colorado Avalanche, and rumor has it you yes. might have a, an even closer insight to the Dallas Stars down the road, too. So uh, looking forward or to that as the, well. Or maybe the Houston Coyotes, you never know. <laughs> Oh, man, I like that conversation. <laughs> All good stuff. Yeah. Steve, you're the best. Welcome back. So glad to have you back and looking forward to the season for you. So have a great weekend. Best of the family. And we'll see you back here next week, brother. Hey, same to you, Paulie. Talk to you next week. Take All care. right. Steve Palumbo, ladies and gentlemen, right here on THS. The goods from the West Coast, as always. All right, that's a wrap. On week one here, season two on THS, I want to thank Tab and Joe and Steve, and we'll get Costa in here real soon as well. I want to thank all you guys for hanging out with us, all right? Just a quick hit today. We'll be back to regular format next week. So until then, keep your head up and follow us everywhere at That Hockey Show. Take care, everybody. Enjoy the games.